All right. Well, uh, I tell you, Keisha pretty much already said everything that I've got to say, so you would think that I would just cut it short. You would think. But I don't want to disappoint anybody here. I mean, because, you know, you, you came to hear... I, I know, you, you, came, you, you came to see the baby. I know that's the main reason. Uh, but I also know we, we can't... Keisha would not call what she did preaching. And I don't know that you call what I do preaching either, but, you know... Uh, it, it's in that slot for the preaching, so we're gonna we're gonna give it a give it a go here, and I promise I am probably not gonna be as long as Keisha was. I know I, that's weird for me, but the truth is I probably won't. <laughs> she told me when she was preparing that uh, she's like, "All right, well, it's about I don't know what'd you say, twenty some odd minutes, thirty some odd minutes." And she says, "I gotta go and cut it down." I wasn't timing her, but I think she topped 15 minutes. I'll find out whenever I go to break up the uh, in the recorder. And I started it a few seconds late. So, But if you would, go ahead and stand with me here as we read in uh, Mark chapter 10. I'm going to read verses 13 through 16. Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 13. It says, And they brought young children to him, talking about Jesus, that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But Jesus saw it when he was, and he was much displeased and said unto them, Allow the little children to come to me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive uh, the kingdom of God, I'm sorry, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them and bless them. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just come to you this morning. We thank you that you have brought us here, that we can hear your word, and Father, that we can honor your name. We are thankful for all that you have done for us and the hope that we have in you. We ask this in Christ's name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right, a few things that I want us to look at, because it is. It's, this service is all about little Miss Elizabeth Eden. And I'm hoping, I went and I found some uh, definitions of what Elizabeth Eden's name means. I don't know if you guys had looked it up or if you just like the name. Uh, but it's, it, and it is really a pretty name, isn't it? I don't know. It couldn't have been Jimmy who came up with that, because, you know... He's a few fries short of a Happy Meal, isn't he? All right, if you didn't get that, you're a few fries short. <laughs> so, but anyhow, um, we're, we're, this is talking about dedicating the God. And this applies to all of us, not just them who have the newborn baby. It applies to all of us, and it's talking about dedicating to God. Not just dedicating a child, but we need to dedicate ourselves first. Because the only way you're going to be fit to raise a child in the way that that child needs to go is you need to be going in the direction that you need to go. If I'm going to raise Silas and Cadence in the way they need to go, then I need to be leading by example the right direction. Keisha gave the illustration of us running and bumping into each other. Well, first of all, I want to admit, the woman's supposed to follow the man, right? No amens? Come on. <sighs> Thank you. No. Um, there's also a scripture in there, and I'm really going to get in trouble with this one. So stop the recorder real quickly so I can say this, Keisha. Got it up. 
There's a little snippet in the Bible that says where the woman is supposed to remain silent. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it does say that, but it's not referring to the way I'm trying to put it. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to get Keisha to be silent, and it's impossible. So, <laughs> no, uh, we uh, raising a child it takes two people. It takes the husband and it takes the wife. God, when He created Adam, He created Adam and saw, said, saw that this man, even though he is perfect, he's still limited in what he can do. So I'm going to make him a helpmeet. I'm going to make him someone to help him along the way because no matter how good man is and how hard man tries, he needs a woman to help him out. <laughs> Alright, I, I got the amens from the women and the men are just remaining silent today. Alright. I need Keisha's help because I'll be honest, when she was talking about having, I am not as strict in some areas that Keisha is. She, she, you would classify her sometimes. I'm sitting there thinking, Keisha, you're being way too hard on these guys. Just let them live a little bit. It's okay if they eat that. No, not always. She's always getting on to me about, but... But we, we do a pretty good job. We give each other grief when we're up here because the other one can't really say much when we're up here. But we, we get along well, fairly well. <laughs> no worse than anyone out here, I promise you that. But we do our best to try to work together. When the kids come up, and uh, like I said, the kids will do that and say, hey, uh, can I do this? Can I eat this? Well, the, I've just got it embedded into my brain is, what did Mama say? Did you ask Mama? Go ask Mama. Because Mama is with them all the time. But when I come home, I don't sit there and think, I'm going to kick back, I'm going to relax, and you're doing all the discipline. I don't sit there and have that mentality, I've been working all day long, it's your t you, you just keep doing what the woman is supposed to do, and you know, right? No more amens on that one, huh? No. It is a team effort. I did not have kids to not be a part of their lives. And I firmly believe that if I want my children to see God and how one is supposed to live for God, then I need to be that example. If I want Cadence to look for a guy that, she, that one day when she's going to marry, I want her to look and say, I want to marry a guy who loves God like my daddy does. That's what I want. And I'm going to brainwash her into thinking that too. And the only way that I can do that is I have to live a consistent lifestyle in front of her. So real quickly, let's go through a few verses here that I have. Uh, Psalm 127, verse 3, it says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. All of us used to be a child at one point in time. Even the oldest one in here was a child. Was a helpless little baby, just like Elizabeth is right there. At one point in time... Most every man in here could sit there and uh, look at a. You see how Jimmy's sitting there just in, staring at her in, in awe, thinking, how on earth am I blessed with such a precious little child? This little child is mine. But is it? Is she? Sorry, can't do the it. Elizabeth is a gift from God. God gave her life. She has blessed Jimmy and Rosemary with the care of raising her. And it's not something that they used to think, oh, it's just a kid, big deal. No. She's a helpless little child and her life is totally dependent upon them. 
and the way that they lived their life in front of her. You th who, who, who did you spend the most time with when you were growing up? Was it with the rest of the world or was it with your parents? I know some of you say, well, it was with the rest of the world in some cases. We all have our different backgrounds, right? For me, I spent most of my time with my parents. The way that I lived my life, a lot of the way that I raised my kids, it was because of how I saw my parents doing it. It's what I know. <clears throat> so, my parents needed to be that good example to me so that I would know how to raise my kids and be a good example to them. The parents have a great responsibility laid upon them. But we've got to remember that our children are a gift from God. Regardless of whether you sit there and say, well, God, I don't know what you're thinking when you gave me this gift. And some of us think that. I mean, I can't imagine what Brother Jeff's parents think about him, but you know. <laughs> Let's put it this way. We all know Brother Jeff is a gift. Special one, right? Uh, tease on him since you know but so the Ephesians 6 4 it says and your fathers Krisha read this one provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of God of the Lord I got to think about this provoking my thing is provoking you, have you ever provoked a dog what happens when you provoke a dog what's your first thought you provoke a dog what's that dog how's it going to respond to you bite you aggressive so we're not supposed to provoke our children into wrath. How, do you, how can a godly man provoke his child to wrath? Well, I'm going to tell you how. By not being a part of that child's life. And when I say that, I'm not talking about being... I'm talking about dad's working all day long, comes home, says, leave me alone, I want to rest. When dad does have off time, he spends all of his off time out doing, doing chores, doing all these other things. Doesn't want his kids hanging around because his kids really just kind of get in the way and slow him down. Uh, one of the, the songs that popped in my mind was uh, The Cats in the Cradle. Y'all know that song, right? So busy, raising. I want, you know, the child sitting there, Dad, I want to be just like you. I want to be just like you. Finally, when the dad realizes that he wants to spend some time, see, that terrifies her, thinking that her dad will not give her that attention. So, as the song goes, when the dad finally decides, I'm going to start giving my son attention, the son is now being just like his dad. I don't have time for you, maybe if that time comes around. I don't want that. That terrifies me to think that my child at some point in time will not have enough time for me because at one point in time I didn't have time for him. As I mentioned before, I did not have kids for someone else to raise them. I didn't have kids for the government to raise them. And I, boy, I can, I, you know, those of you who know me can know that I can get off on my little rant there. Who is best fit and qualified to raise your child? You are. Mom and dad is. I'm 30, going on 36. Keisha hit the big whopping 35 today. Both of us, when we have a problem that we need advice that, of course, I can answer anything. Keisha just doesn't always come to me for it. But when she has a problem, she needs to talk to somebody. Do you know who the first person is that she goes to? Anybody take a guess? Her mom. What about for me? Who do you think the first person is I go to? Keisha's mom. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> 
Even though we have neither one of us have lived with our parents since we went to college, they're still our parents and we go to them for advice. How many of you, your children are not in the home, but they call you up every now and then to ask advice? Does anybody have your children call you up specifically to ask advice? I just got one person in here. All right, I got some. Let's be honest. They, your, your, your child still thinks you're dumb, right? Is that what it is? Oh, is this a case where the, uh, the mother calls the daughter for advice? Yeah. That's terrifying, isn't it? All right. So y'all kind of got the, if, if a father wants to provoke his child, he needs to raise his child. No, that's just it. He's not raising his child. Let's give her a quick example of Sodom and Gomorrah. How are the men tra training up their children? You remember in that picture when they came banging on Lot's door? It had the young and the old. The old were bringing the young along to teach them wickedness. You may sit there and say, well, the, the wife is doing all the teaching. That's hogwash. They're learning from the father's absence. This is what dad does, and I want to grow up and be just like him. If dad is wicked, you can bet that son is going to have a hard, lot harder time being righteous. Men need both a good godly, or let me put this, children need both a good godly man in their life and a woman in their life. If you try to mix it up like our society does, then you get mixed up kids. Two women cannot replace a man. Two men cannot replace a woman. A child needs a father figure and a mother figure. It's unnatural to do it any other way. And the child is the one who gets hurt from it. A healthy environment for a child is to have a mother, a godly mother, and a godly father in their life. We believe the Bible, we believe the Bible to be true, then we need to accept the way God set it up and created in the beginning. And He created man and woman. And He said, be fruitful and multiply. The only way for the reproduction to happen is to man and a woman. The only right way to raise a child is a man and a woman. Deuteronomy 6, 4-9. through Keisha already read a few of these. Hear, O Israel, our God is one Lord... And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk with them when you sit down in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, and you shall write them upon the post of your gate or upon the post of your house and on your gates whose responsibility is it to teach your child yours it's not the government's did y'all hear me clearly it's not the government's it's also not the church's responsibility to raise your child the government or we say well i'm going to send my kid to those public school so that I can get free education and they have my child for seven hours. It's a, it's a uh, babysitting organization. Everybody need to look at it that way? There's a lot of parents that do. Not all parents do. Send my kids up here 
and they're responsible for teaching my child. Most of you know Keisha and I homeschool. We don't do it because we're anti-public school system. Not. I know I'm very critical, but I'm critical only in the science department, really, because I believe they teach lies. Evolution is a lie. The Bible, God created everything, and he didn't use evolution to do it. He created everything as it was. That's what the Bible says, and that's what I believe. We homeschool because I want our children to know the truth. What is the most important thing that a child needs to know? God. I would rather have my child academically dumb than for them to not know God. Is being smart going to get my child into heaven? No. Is knowing God going to get my child into heaven? Accepting Jesus as his or her Lord and Savior? That is what gets my child into heaven. It's not being smart. It's not going to the best schools in the world. It is a sacrifice to homeschool, by the way, if you've never done it. Y'all, you, I know some of you have seen it. There's good ways to do it. There's bad ways to do it. The main thing is, is it costs extra money. It's not free. It's not cheap. And also on top of that is it requires a lot of personal attention, especially when they're six, five and six years old. Cadence hadn't even started yet. Y'all see how slow she is in here? I can't imagine how slow she's going to be at doing her work. Silas can get in and he can do his schoolwork and be done by noon if he stays with it. How cool is that? Oh, I'm sitting there thinking, why did my parents not homeschool me? Had to have money to live. I'm telling you, you can make it living on a lot less. Most people just aren't willing to do it. Money and Money and having things are more important than raising a child up in the way that they should go. Alright, this is my last verse here. This is one that I want us to all pay attention. Y'all should know this one. And once I start reading it, you will. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is Joshua at the end of his ministry with the Israelites, and he's putting to them a challenge, and he's saying, Guys, are you going to serve all these pagan gods that we have been going through? And God has been telling us to annihilate them because of the wickedness, because of the, the, the idolatry. People think it's awful harsh of God to annihilate all them people. Well, what would happen if they just allowed a few of them to live? They allowed basically what it is. If you're going to eliminate a disease, do you allow the disease to live? No, you have to eliminate it. You have to get rid of it all. When you have people who do not honor God, who will not honor God, if you allow their lifestyle to come into yours, guess what's going to happen? You will not honor God. God is a jealous God. And he's very passionate about you serving him and nothing else. Don't allow the idols to come in and separate you from God. Don't allow a false world view, just because everybody accepts it, doesn't mean it's right. This Bible right here should be our authority. Not, what does, well, what does science say? 
I'm going to tell you right now, you, there's going to be a lot of people that would disagree with it because they're so brainwashed. But science, true science, there's more credibility right here in this, this book for true science than it is for evolution. In fact, if you go back and you look at Charles Darwin's uh, Origin of Species, does anybody know the rest of the name of the book? I, I, I had it marked on my... I don't even have my phone up here. But it's not good. It, talks, it is the most racist book that is there. And you see it because anyone who believes... Uh, uh, what do you call his name? Karl Marx, I believe was one of them. Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler. You look at the boys who did the shooting in a, at, a, a, at the Columbine in Jonesboro. All of these individuals were passionate about evolution. There was no value in life because we all evolved from a monkey. The monkey evolved from something else. There's no value and there's no purpose. But we know good and well. And uh, uh, Jimmy, Rosemary, I'm going to ask you all to come on up here because I want you all to get a good picture here. I don't want you to look at Jimmy, not with the comment I'm about to make. I want you to look at the baby. Would anybody sit there and say that this little baby came from a monkey? I told you, don't look at Jimmy. <laughs> no, God created her and He created her special. He created her. He, God has a plan for that little child. He also has a plan for her, her mama and daddy and He expects them to raise her the right way. That's why when Jimmy asked me, he says, we'd like to dedicate her to the Lord. I was a little nervous and a little excited because it is a great thing to dedicate your child to the Lord. Knowing that this child needs to be in God's arms. Not just her mom and her daddy's arms. So there's three key ingredients in raising a child. Keisha hit a bunch of things. But there are three that I, a guy came up and told me. He says, love, discipline, and consistency. She's sweet right now. But there's going to come a time where she's going to need a little bit of discipline. If she starts acting like her mama, right? <laughs> Who in here would agree that you, whenever you have discipline, you have twice as much love? You've got to have more love than discipline at all times. You love, you discipline, you love, and it's got to be consistent. Twice as much love as discipline, but it needs to be consistent. There's got to be love, there's got to be discipline. So, Elizabeth, the name means my God is an oath or my God is abundance. I got thinking, how appropriate. My God is an oath, my God is a promise. Has God promised us anything? My God is abundance. What a blessing God gives us. What a blessing. I don't even know the little girl, little uh, Miss Elizabeth, but 
Jimmy let me hold her a while ago just to kind of see how she would react. And I'll tell you what, Keisha, don't hold her. You'll be wanting another one. <clears throat> and then Eden. Of course, you all know what Eden is, right? The Garden of Eden, a place of pleasure. Now, she may, uh, what would you say, 3 o'clock was a rough time in the morning? She's not, she doesn't exp uh, practice her name at that point in time, but man, look how pleasant, how pleasurable she is. It's hard to look at her without doing a little bit of smiling, isn't it? So, real quickly, Jimmy and Rosemary, do you, as their parents, and in the witness of all of these people, we got there a little bit of marriage type stuff in here too, right? They are holding you accountable for what, come, what is about to come out of your mouth. Both friends and family, the church. As the parents of Elizabeth Eden, you recognize that she is a gift of God entrusted to you by God. Yes or no? Yes, all right. Do you give Elizabeth to the Lord for whatever purpose God may have for her life? That's a hard one to answer, isn't it? But we know the answer is yes. Will you seek by your example, your prayers, your love, your discipline and instruction in God's Word to raise Elizabeth in the environment that she might come to know Christ as her Savior and grow to be a light into our generation? So they were agreeing to raise her up in a godly home. To pray for her. To do what is needed so that she, and, and, and I did, I changed the wording a little bit, to be a light into her generation because we are supposed to be a light into the world. The best chances she has to be a light is to see the light shining through her mom and dad. And so that becomes the charge to you guys. You have to pray for them. You have to pray for her. Because this world is not a pleasant world. And we all need the prayers. She needs the prayers. And pray for Jimmy and Rosemary because at 3 o'clock they need your prayers. So at this time we are going to uh, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray blessings for Miss Elizabeth. She starts crying. I'm going to give her back, though. Yeah. Come here, little one. Aren't y'all all jealous? Let's pray for her and the parents. Father, we come to you. We thank you so much, Lord, for Jimmy and Rosemary and for them wanting to dedicate Elizabeth Eden to you. God, we ask your blessings upon her life. Father, we ask that you would just bless her now. Lord, I want to pray specifically God, that you will prepare for her a godly husband. Father, that you will help her to grow in your word. That you will help her to grow in the nourishment. Father, that, they, that she will be taught from her parents. That she will be taught from the church and from friends and family. The how that she needs to grow up to be a godly woman. God, that you will bless her life and as she is a child, that you will keep her protected. Father, the world is wicked. Satan wants the children. He wants the children to rebel against you 
And He, because if He can get them when they're young, it's harder for them to come to You when they're older. So God, we ask Your blessing of protection upon her life. Father, that You will bless her as she stands for You. God, as she lives each day, she lives each day to honor You. And Father, that You will honor her life. Father, that You will give her parents the help that is needed. When 3 o'clock rolls around, their love will be intensified. Father, we do again. Thank You. We ask, Lord, her for the blessing that she is in just this short time she has been here. God, into Your hands, we are dedicating her. We are committing her. Her mom and her dad are her protectors and her providers. But You are her God. You are her Lord. And Father, we pray that she comes to know You at a very early age so that her life can glorify You. We ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.